This episode was recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to elders, past, present and emerging. Welcome to Stories That Stir. This is the podcast release of our first live event for 2023. Before we get into the storytelling, I wanted to share my vision for Stories That Stir and how you can come along for the ride. I created Stories That Stir to break down barriers, stir conversation and inspire positive change. I get lots of feedback from both audience members and people like you listening to the stories on this podcast, telling me how helpful listening to the stories has been in dealing with their own life struggles. People also tell me how it's helped them become more understanding about what other people are going through. I'm thrilled that Stories That Stir is making a significant impact on people's lives. And it's because of this feedback that I'm now focusing my energy on developing the global Stories That Stir movement. My plan is to see these storytelling events all around the world in order to facilitate a revolution of human connection. And now to our story. Our next speaker is one of my newest friends. Um, So I met Abby a couple of weeks ago actually um, when we did some work together and then last week, got the weeks all merge into one, but towards the end of last week I actually saw her share a story um, at another event, a World Pride event and I'm quite happy, I shouldn't say that really, but a speaker that was supposed to speak couldn't speak tonight. I shouldn't say I'm happy, but I'm really happy that I can give Abby the platform to speak. Because when I heard her story and her speak, I I just um, ran to her and said, will you speak on Tuesday night? You can share exactly the same story. And she said yes, straight away. So I'm delighted to bring her tonight so that you can all hear her remarkable story. So, (laughs) Um, Abby Pantano is New Mexican-born, New Zealand-bred, and now resides in the outskirts of Newtown, with heritage lines reaching across Mexico, Italy, Germany, and Denmark. So just a few countries mixed in there. With a diverse history of moving cities and multiple postcodes, that feeling of not belonging was strong throughout her upbringing. It wasn't until she settled on Gadigal country 13 years ago that she set out to find her people, And today she's a community builder by passion and by trade. By day, you'll find her supporting a network of impact-led entrepreneurs. And by night, she loves to explore the vibrant art scene that Sydney has to offer and doing something else. It's on the other side of the page. (laughs) What else do you like doing, Abby? Oh, and on the weekend, she's got weekends too. (laughs) You'll find her chasing waterfalls or front left on the dance floor, yeah. (laughs) So please welcome to the stage the beautiful, gorgeous, vibrant, lovely Abby Pantano. Oh, good? Oh, no, I'll hold on to it. Hi, everyone. I walk a lot, so I'm hoping that's... I'll just stay in this radius. Um, Before we get started, what's the best distance for highness? Is that squeaky? Um, Before we get started, I just want to acknowledge... Um, Susan, Laura and Craig for sharing so openly and beautifully. Um, I was so moved and I just so appreciate you coming and and being here and sharing. Um, And there's another thing, uh, I guess an elephant that I think is best that I um, acknowledge in the room. 
How fucking good are these pants? I mean, look, they are shiny, they're a bit sexy, they're actually pretty functional. And uh, um, I have a bit of a confession to make. So I, um, I was speaking last week at this World Pride event, and I am actually wearing the exact same uniform. Um, <laughs> it's like once you're onto a good thing, you just roll with it. And with these pants, they got to come out, baby. they got to come out. And, um, and there was one thing, though, one part of that journey of getting ready last week that I didn't bring with me. So um, we'll get into the story shortly. But uh, so basically, I lost my entire makeup bag just before I was coming in. It was just everything was gone. And I'm just going through all my samples, and I kind of managed to figure everything out. But the last thing was the eye, the eye makeup. And so what I did was I got a tampon, and I whittled it down. And I applied it using a tampon. I was like, can we just take a moment? I was like, am I MacGyver? All right, okay, okay. So, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, okay, so into the story. <laughs> so, um, I have a couple of milestones from 2022. I started a new business. I exited another. I celebrated my 35th birthday. I, thank you, we made it. Um, I came out to my parents as bisexual. And I celebrated my sixth wedding anniversary with my husband. Thank you. You guys can, you guys can clap that if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so my husband, Ollie, um, and my husband, Ollie, and I met 12 years on a dance floor. And I had just come over from New Zealand. I'd lived a fairly nomadic existence up until that point. My plan had been to come to Sydney, get some work experience, and then head over to the UK and, I don't know, become a bartender. And um, then Ollie danced into my life. And he had just come over from the UK, and he was like, I've found paradise, so I'm not going anywhere. And he'd set up a business here, and so I thought, what's a little bit longer? I'll stay. So five years pass. We are raising a beautiful, handsome, intelligent dog together. <laughs> And we get engaged. And the stars align for me to be able to take this three-month trip uh, to go overseas and just kind of scratch that itch, get the travel bug out. But here's the thing is Ollie's got his business. He can't come with me. So I'm kind of at a crossroads. And I, my dad's advice is pragmatic. He goes, if you want to travel, travel. But you have to understand that right now you're growing together. And if you choose to travel alone without Ollie, you risk growing apart. So you have to decide, is this a risk that you want to take? Ollie is, um, Ollie was and is the man of my dreams, so I stayed, and uh, I have no regrets. But it was this same crossroad that I came to when it came to my truth around my bisexuality, uh, to grow together or to grow alone. So as far as my bisexual, my sexual identity goes, um, it started pretty with pretty standard experimental behavior in high school with kissing friends at the at the parties, and it was like a little bit less like sexy romance novel, a little bit more American Pie. <laughs> and this one time at band camp, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so look, the the thing is that during that period, the representation that was there was really was like can't hardly wait. It was it was American Pie. It was kind of um, phrase that kissing another woman at a party is set for the male gaze. So I don't think I really questioned that that was a stance on my sexuality. That was just something I did at a party. Maybe it was about attention. I wasn't sure. But there were some other things that were less explainable. So 
One of them was my obsession with Xena, the warrior princess. <laughs> Anybody else a fan of Xena here? Thank you, thank you. My sexual awakening. And it's so funny because, you know, I am, um, and also the outfit, the outfit, right? And I, I actually don't think I can recall a single plot line from any of the episodes, even though I watched them all. But it was those moments where her and Gabrielle would sit around the fire, be still my beating heart. <laughs> I was like, you know, it's just the, the tension. And do you know what? She did eventually kiss her, so I think they just gave the fans what they wanted. So there was, there was Xena. And then the other thing was, you know, for a lot of people who are in high school, and, you know, I had the boyfriends and things, but the object of their affection might be someone in their year. Maybe it's the captain of the basketball team or... I don't know, someone who sat, they sat next to in, uh, in class. But um, I had my high school biology teacher, Miss Burgess. That was the object of my affection. Not quite as sexy. And the thing was, it wasn't just that she was beautiful. She looked just like Olivia Munn. Um, but it was that she had this presence. She was so funny. And she was... Um, she could really own a room. And she'd be really quick. And I don't know, I just was fascinated with her. And... I wondered, and I still wonder to this day, did I want to be them or did I want to be with them? I'm not so sure. So anyway, years passed, um, and I'm still kissing girls on the dance floor. It's a little bit less American Pie, a little bit more Wild Things. And uh, I meet Ollie at 23, and the kissing continues. And the thing is that this is every man's fantasy, right? This is fine. It's not cheating. And he would actually spot me on the dance floor or in the wings somewhere. And we would laugh about it on the dance floor. And that night, we would laugh about it. So this was fine, right? But then there was a tipping point. We were at a wedding. And um, the kissing went from out in the open to behind closed doors. A boundary was crossed, and I was put on notice. I flash back to that conversation that I had with my dad. In a way, I'd already booked my return ticket, but I was sitting on the plane. I'd actually just sat down. I was planning what I was going to order for dinner. But the emergency light was on. I needed to stop, and I needed to get off of that plane if I wanted to keep my marriage intact. So I stayed. And for about a year, a year and a half, we worked on us. And I don't feel like there was a part of me that wasn't expressed. It just, you know, I, it just wasn't. I know, I just wasn't experiencing it, and that was fine. But then there was this work party, and there was a woman that was visiting from L.A., and we had a connection. And it wasn't a love connection, but there was a spark, there was an intensity, and I was curious. And Ollie happened to be there, and he witnessed this. And, um, and that night we came together, and we discussed it, and, you know, nothing could happen. She lived in L.A. She was going back the next day, so that's gone. But then two months later... I was actually going to work for LA. And we sit down, and he, he looks at me, and he goes, if you want to, you can. All right. So I'm trying to play it super cool here. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. OK, yeah, I'll think about it. I, I, yeah, I hadn't really thought about it. OK, sure, all right. <laughs> and those couple of weeks pass. And so here's the kicker, though. A week before I get there, she gets into a relationship with another woman. And not only is it another woman, it's an actress from the L word. I can't compete with that. So I'll just go back in my corner. That's cool, that's cool. But this is the thing, right, is it was kind of like I was this brick wall. And I'd been holding up all of this water. And I hadn't really been aware of it until maybe Ollie saw a little crack and was like, maybe I could relieve the pressure. So he just pulled out one brick. 
just one brick to relieve the pressure. But what happened was that green light turned into a waterfall. That water was flooding through that gap. They was looking for more little cracks to get through. I just felt this immense pressure. And it was this pressure from the side of me that was yet to be expressed, but was dying to get out, that suddenly could see the light on the other side. I would stay up wait, late fantasizing about the outcome, but fearing the repercussions. And I had a lot of guilt. Here was this man, this amazing man who I made vows to, who I committed to for the rest of my life. And he's saying, go and explore. Who am I to be so greedy to go and take all of these things? And also, to be, if I'm going out, say, on a dance floor and someone's looking for a love connection, but I'm just here to have a good time, I don't know where that sits as well. And so, but this is the thing is we said, okay, well, let's go on this journey together. And so it's an interesting thing uh, coming out bisexual while in a heteronormative relationship. The upside is that it's really, really fun to play together. And a lot of times, <laughs> the um, anticipation and the afterglow is just as much fun as having the person in the bedroom. The other thing is that we've learned to set boundaries, to know how far we can push them, be able to come back, and when it's not quite right, go, why did it not feel right? And how can we set them without feeling like it's a breach of trust? And on the breach of trust, actually having um, a traffic light system. So when the light is green, you go. When the light is orange, you come to a full and complete stop. If you go when it is red or when it's orange, it will come to a red and you will not get to make out with a woman for a whole year on a dance floor. <laughs> the so the upside as well is um, we've learned to communicate, we've learned to check in, and the fact that we've set boundaries and my ability to be able to play within the boundaries means that he's given me permission to go out and explore on my own. So last year, I've been in Sydney for 13 years, and I've done like a little bit of the Mardi Gras, you know, gone down to Oxford Street, paid an extortionate amount for those fucking crates to stand up for 10 minutes and then just give it back afterwards. Um, and, but I've never really like done Mardi Gras. And so like last year, got all dressed up, went to the parade in the stadium, and then walked down to Manning Bar. And the only way I can describe it was it felt like home. It felt like this beautiful space where anyone could be whatever they wanted to be. They could express themselves the way they wanted to. And even though I still felt like I was on the outer, I was so just appreciative to be in that glow. And the thing is, though, I'm still figuring out where I, where I stand because I don't fit in within the normal boxes of LGBTQI+, because I am in a relationship with a man. And I'm scared. I'm scared that I'll be rejected. I'm scared that I'll be minimized for a... Um, <laughs> I'm scared that I'll be minimized for a part of my identity that's taken me 35 years to find. But I've discovered a little hack. So, as Monica mentioned, I am a community builder by passion and by trade. And when I came over to Sydney and once I settled with Ollie, I was like, I need to actually make this my home. And one of the things that I've done in the last two years is I built a um, social impact business community. So it's basically a business community for founders who believe in building a better world through the power of business. And I've discovered something pretty cool in there. And this might go down better in uh, the event last week than, than this one. But it uh, but turns out that purpose-driven bisexual businesswoman is a type. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it's been just liberating to be able to find people like me. And part of, and this is why I love spaces like this, to be able to tell your story. Part of um, being challenged to come to that front is being able to go, okay, I'm going to own this narrative. And then it's a little, me too, me too, girl, me too. And so it's opened this space for dialogue, and it feel, makes you feel like you're so much, um, you're just surrounded by love and you're not alone. And so I guess when we think about truth, for me, the, oh, well, actually, let's start here. So there's an African proverb, proverb which is, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. My journey going far started with my husband and him giving me space. That's for me personally, that's not everyone. But for me, it was about him actually coming out. And believe it or not, when he had said, if you want to, you can, and me going, I just don't know why I feel this way. And he's like, I do, because you've always felt like this around women. And it was him that actually helped identify that for me. So it started with him. And then it came to me finding spaces where I felt like I was at home. And so last year I went to two Mardi Gras events. Um, this year I'm going to eight. <laughs> uh, moving into building up my community of people where it feels like home and we can support each other in turn. And those purpose-driven bisexual business babes teaching the rules along the way. And I'm now going on this journey of actually bringing together some of those women and men and everything in between who are bisexual identifying to build up my own little mini community where we can have our little dinners and share stories and feel a little less alone. So my one last truth is, and I was thinking about this, so what was it about Miss Burgess and Xena the Warrior Princess? Did I want to be them or did I want to be with them? Well, I know I did become a biology teacher, but I do know my way around anatomy. <laughs> I don't teach in classrooms, but I don't mind being in front of a crowded room. And as far as, you know, the warrior princess, I mean, <laughs> shiny, a little bit sexy, functional. <laughs> All right. And look, I don't have a sword, but I can whittle the shit out of a tampon. <laughs> Give it up for Abby. Did I not tell you she was a legend? And by the way, a message from Abby, if there are any bisexual boss bitches, purpose-driven, amazing women looking for like-minded boss bitches, bisexual women, um, see Abby, connect with her on Instagram, Abby Pantano, and go to those dinners. And, yeah, thank you so much, Abby, for sharing your story. I mean, how amazing is the relationship that Abby and Ollie have? It's the epitome of living from love, not fear, you know, instead of just holding and, nah, you're mine, you're mine. No one can touch you or have you. Ollie's very generous. <laughs> and so is Abby. So give it up again to Abby. I'm looking for one million people to join the global Stories That Stir movement so that we can impact millions. So if you resonate with the Stories That Stir mission to facilitate a revolution of human connection, the link is in the episode notes or just go to patreon.com and search for Stories That Stir. I would love for you to join the movement because we all know what the world needs now more than ever before 
is a feeling of connection with each other. I look forward to going on this journey with you. And if you haven't already, follow our social pages for some great highlights from our nights.